The AP Pro Football Podcast is presented by Cairn University. Hi, this is Joe Montana. This is Dak Prescott. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey, and you're listening to Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. I am Rob Motti, and welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. Wrapping up a busy week on Radio Row in L.A., we had a star-studded lineup of guests yesterday's episode and another one on this one. Russell Wilson, Derek Henry, T.J. Watt, and Sam Acho all here. The Cincinnati Bengals and L.A. Rams, they kick off Sunday to declare a Super Bowl 56 champion. I already went on record in my AP Twitter Spaces chat with Marshall Falk earlier in the week, and I picked the Bengals to win this one by a field goal. You can find that conversation on AP's Twitter. You can also go back and listen to all of this week's episodes featuring guests. They included Eli Manning, Josh Allen, Adrian Peterson, CeeDee Lamb, Frank Reich, Justin Jefferson, Anthony Munoz, Debo Samuel, and so many more. You can find them all on APPodcast.com. We're going to kick this one off with Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker TJ Watt. TJ was the AP Defensive Player of the Year. Tori Kashadi, a Penn State student, served as an AP correspondent with me this week on Radio Row, and she joined me for the interview to ask TJ the first question. Hi, TJ. Uh, Congratulations on winning. I just wanted to ask you about, so your past two seasons, 2019 and 2020, were finalists for this award, and I was just wondering, like, how it felt to win it this season and just how you were feeling during the entire time and just pretty much like a season overcap of the award. Yeah, it was one of those things I think I was like, third runner-up and then second runner-up last year and then finally this year was the year where I was able to win the award and um, just a a culmination of hard work and people uh, helping me along the way and coaches and schemes putting me in the right position to be able to make plays and um, it was just really special I think like I said in my speech I've been to that award show I think five times and uh, one of them was for uh, rookie of the year which I didn't win um, one of two or three of them were for my brother to win that award. Uh, and then another one for him to win Walter Payton man of the year. I think the biggest takeaway every year, I would always text my trainer, uh, leaving the awards, didn't win anything, but, uh, leaving with a lot of motivation. And when you're around so many talented, uh, players and people at, at the top of their game, uh, it's hard to not leave motivated and, uh, to be able to be up there holding that trophy, uh, presented by my brother was uh, a really surreal feeling and something that I'll, I'll never forget. He's got now three, right? So does that motivate you a little bit, TJ, to try and catch up to him? I'm trying to get a Lombardi before him. I think that's the bigger goal right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, three defensive player of the years is a, a hell of an accomplishment. It's how dominant uh, that he is and how dominant that he was in that stretch. And um, it, it's definitely a, I don't know if it's a goal of mine to to win these awards. I mean, it means that you're doing something right. I think it's a product of all the hard work in, in the season uh, of being consistent, but more importantly, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. Have you thought about ever playing with him? There's it, that possibility of you guys both lining up on that same defensive line. You never know what the future may bring. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. I mean, I don't know how realistic it is. I, I've just been so fortunate to be able to share the field with my brother, Derek, for two years now. And I was able to play with him in high school, college, and now in the NFL. And uh, it's it's been nothing short of amazing. And just to be able to see my two nephews grow up right down the street and pop over there and say hello and um, and be the favorite uncle is, is something that I pride myself in. Uh, but to be able to, to share the field with JJ would be nice. I, but like I said, I don't know how realistic it is. The Steelers are entering into a new era. 
now that big Ben Roethlisberger has moved on and retired. How do you see the team? Do you think it's in transition rebuilding mode? Do you feel that you guys still have enough core pieces to where you can compete? You are in the playoffs this season and be back in it next year. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever be rebuilding it. I mean, I, that's never my intention. That's never my, uh, the way that I look at things. I think that we have more than enough uh, talent on this roster. We have great coaches uh, to be able to win a lot of games. I think we won a decent amount of games this past year, be able to get into the playoffs. Uh, every year, you're just trying to get into the playoffs and anything can happen. I mean, you see uh, the wild card games this year and um, the, the teams that are still standing. So um, we'll see what happens at the quarterback position, trusting the guys upstairs to be able to to bring a guy in that can win us some games. And uh, I'm going to do everything in my power uh, to, to take care of things on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, going into my sixth year, just trying to step up in a, in a more leadership role. When you look at the game coming up on Sunday and you see that Rams ferocious defensive line, Aaron Donald and, and Von Miller and the guys that they have there, what do you think is going to be the key for, for victory for the Bengals as far as trying to hold those guys off? Yeah, it's going to be just getting to Joe Burrow and to be able to, when you when you can get to him, get him on the ground. I think quarterback mobility is such a, a known thing now in the NFL. It's not like you only have a handful of quarterbacks that can run. It seems like more than half of the quarterbacks can run and escape the pocket. And uh, they can either spread the ball out and dink and dunk down the field or um, they'll let you get after the passer. But if you get anywhere near him, it seems like he's escaping and getting first downs. And as a pass rusher, there's nothing more frustrating than winning your rush and seeing the quarterback run for a first down and just taking his little slide and getting up and getting back to the huddle. You mentioned earlier about being motivated and texting your trainer when you, you weren't getting these awards. You wanted to come back. Now, tell me a little bit about your involvement with Six Star Pro Nutrition and, and how that's helping you, too, as you want to stay on top of your game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I still text my trainer last night just saying how motivated I still am and how we need to get back in the gym. And um, right once I'm done here in L.A. with all uh, the Super Bowl activities, I'll be headed back home and uh, I've been taking six star all year long. I think this is the best that I've felt this season taking six star pro nutrition, the, the pre-workout, the post-workout, the way uh, protein. I played at 260 pounds this year. It helped me uh, sustain my weight throughout the season, uh, the strength. And then um, going into this off season, it's very important for me to take these supplements and to get me as close to hundred percent as I can. So I can push my body to the limits early in the off season. TJ, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Congratulations again on being a defensive player of the year and wish you continued success thank you guys very much have a great rest of your day located 25 minutes from center city philadelphia cairn university is a biblical university centered on christ and his word in any one of our 70 plus on campus or online programs you will receive an explicitly biblical and intentionally christian education that integrates your faith and work be taught and mentored by invested faculty Participate in a dynamic campus life and grow in your faith as you prepare for what's next. Learn more about our undergrad and graduate programs at cairn.edu. That's C-A-I-R-N edu. Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry is an absolute monster on the field. He might be the best back in the game. He missed nine games this season, still ran for over 900 yards, and had 10 touchdowns. Here's my conversation with Derrick. Derrick, thanks for joining us on the AP Pro Football Podcast. How are you feeling first off 
I know you you got a piece of steel in your foot, right? Yeah, so how yeah. how's that feel? Uh, um, far as far as me, I, I feel great. Um, my foot, the plate and screws are uh are still in there. My foot never be the same, but it happens in this game, and um, you know, you just evolve. How tough was that for you to have to miss? Yeah, you were on pace for incredible season, and you still had a phenomenal year, even though you missed so many games. How tough was it for you to have to sit out? The team still got the number one seed, yeah. But just to watch, and did it give you a different perspective? Uh, yeah, it was very tough because that's the first time that I've had a significant injury during the season. I missed a lot of games, so it was it was challenging. It was tough, but I had my daughter and my girl to uh, keep me. Keep keep me going, keep my spirits up, and um, you know, just attacking the rehab and recovery process each and every day. But it was definitely tough. It was definitely challenging. You got to see the game from different aspects, watching um, each and every week. And I was just glad to get back as fast as I could. From a team standpoint, how mm-hmm. disappointing was it? You do get that bye. You do get the number one seed. Yes. You're able to come back, and then you guys fall short. Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough because we had everything in front of us. You know, the Super Bowl was going to Nashville. We mm-hmm. uh, went in the uh, division around, and unfortunately, we didn't. You know, we had high expectations, and so we didn't meet their expectations, and we didn't play, you know, as well as we should have as a team. And individually, I'm sure a lot of guys feel that way. And it was coming up short. It definitely stings, and it still stings. And, you know, all you can do is use this fuel and motivation going into next season. Mike Vrabel got a contract extension, knowing mm. that he's going to be there. He's the guy, and he was just announced as coach of the year last yes. night. The AP gave him that award. How good does it feel to know at least you have stability at the top? There's a lot of teams that go through a lot of change. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's great to know he got, his, he's, he got his recognition that, you know, he definitely deserved winning coach of the year with everything that happened this year with all the injuries and still getting the number one seed and, you know, guys going out there and playing at a high level each and every year. And he's come in and um, helped change the culture and, um, you know, getting guys prepared every day. He's played the game at a high level, so he knows the, 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 the ins and outs. And, you know, he studies and he works hard each and every week to get us prepared. The way the season ended, there's a lot of criticism that comes upon Ryan Tannehill. Always. And, and you know, quarterback and a coach, if things go well, they get a lot of credit. If not, they get a lot of criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a teammate of Ryan, how do you feel about the criticism he gets? Is it fair? And how much support do you show for him? Yeah, no, it's not a one-man sport. You know, we all take we all take part in how we played as a team. So it's not, it's, it's not just him. I could have played better. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of guys feel like they could have played better. And there's a lot of things we could have did. We could have did different. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Ryan's a great player. He never gets too down on himself. You know, he always, you know, stays in the middle and um, take everything for, for what it is. And, you know, we all support him. I know that the people in the organization support him. You know, and all you can do is get come back better from it and let it fuel you, you know, and, and, and not get down. I'm sure Ryan, he's, he's not down at all. He's ready to attack and um, work hard and get ready to go for next season. How do you look at this Super Bowl game, the matchup, the Rams and the Bengals? Uh, do you watch the running backs differently being a running back? Uh, is, is the taste of losing so bitter that you don't even want to watch the game? How, how do you look, approach it? Oh, no, I, you know, I, I want to see uh, both running backs, all running backs ball out and um, and do their thing. You know, it's always cool, kind of like a fellowship to see running backs ball out and um, to get their recognition and, and have a great game. Derek, I know you're here on behalf of Old Spice. Mm-hmm. So what's your flavor? I had a few other guys who, okay, there you go, lavender mint. I'm a, I'm definitely a lavender guy. You know, I feel like the lavender, you never go wrong with lavender, um, <laughs> especially with the uh, Old Spice Gentleman's Blend. Um, it smells good. The deodorant is uh, long-lasting. Have body wash that has an amazing scent. And then the blend, that's good for your skin as well. So if you want to smell good, you want to be fresh and it lasts long, 
All Spice Men's Blend. You got any more cool commercials coming out that you're involved in? I, I know you did one last year. It, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I love that. But hopefully we can cook something up um, uh, upcoming this uh, this next year because that last one definitely was a hit. I appreciate you, Derek. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. The AP Pro Football Podcast is presented by Cairn University. Russell Wilson is one of the NFL's elite quarterbacks. Lots of speculation surrounding Russell and his future in Seattle. So I sat down with him to chat about it. Kelly Warner, another Penn State student who joined me on Radio Row this week, is an AP correspondent. She was with me for this interview and got a special surprise from Russell. Russell Wilson, thank you, man, for joining the AP Pro Football Podcast. So before we even get started, I see you have a gift for us. You have I, a, I do. You have a I Subway sa- sandwich. It's called the Danger Witch. The Danger Witch. Uh, so tell me it's, about it's it. It's off. You know, so when I was a young kid, I, I, we didn't have much. You know, Kelsey, we didn't have much. I, I grew up and I used to always have to uh, run the subway, grab a sandwich. My parents both worked and everything wow. else. So then fast forward, I go to college. And we used to stay this uh, NC State. We used to stay in the, um, this apartment complex. It's called University Towers. And right across, I could throw a football over there. It was like it was like 35, <laughs> 40 minutes away. And I used to run over there and get lunch all the time over there. And so I always make my sandwich and everything. So the, my sandwich, Italian urban cheese. I got the okay. Black Forest ham, uh, and, then, and then the Danger Witch. Uh, you know, I got provolone on there. Um, I got a lot of good things on there. Pepperoni. You make sure you know, it's salami. tasty, man. You oh, yeah. make sure it's very tasty. Oh, yeah. Now she's in college, so she's at yeah. Penn State. You know all about probably eating it. Oh, eating the Big Ten, huh? And everything Penn else. State. Okay. From Carolina. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where <laughs> in Carolina? Um, Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. I love yeah. it. Charlotte. It's good. Area. So you're gonna sign. You're signing sandwiches. I heard you signed one today. We're getting the second signed sandwich here. You are. Uh, you're getting the second one. The second one's always the best one. You know, it's like Derek Jeter. You know, it's like, I, I like that. You know, he, I, I like that. But uh, I'm going to sign this for you guys. Uh, any, any any special requests on this sandwich? You know what? If you got a favorite Bible verse or anything you want to put on there, you know, I appreciate that, Russ. I got you. I'm signing this. And obviously, this is an edible pen here. You know. <laughs> um, but there we go. Boom. Sandwich is signed. You guys have lunch now on me. I, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know it's got to be tough for you walking around Radio Road doing stuff like this instead of preparing for a football game, yeah. right? Uh, how far away do you think the Seattle Seahawks are from being competitive enough to get back there? Well, I think I think we obviously play one of the hardest divisions in football. I think the biggest thing is is uh, continue to just to just continue to try to elevate in every way. You know, I think that for us, uh, we have a good football team, a really really good football team. We've you know this year was tough, obviously with my finger at being out and yeah. being through a few games and this and that. Um, but we got amazing players, man. We got, we got, we got the ability and we, we can get there for sure. How is your finger feeling? Well, I feel amazing. I can do it all. Let me see. I can throw it as far as you need me to throw it. Uh, what well, you, you showed towards the end of the season, right? When you finish the season on a strong note, even though you don't go to the playoffs, how much more confidence does that give you guys heading into the off season, heading into next year that maybe you could turn that corner? Well, you know, I came back in, in uh, three and a half, four weeks, you know, it's really supposed to be eight to 12 right. <laughs> or something like that. So, you know, I came back, you know, that's the competitor to me, but at the end of the day, you know, I feel, I feel great. I feel strong as ever better than ever um, my mindset's right and everything else so I you know I'm I, I love I love playing I love balling Russ the big question is surrounding you because everybody wants you right Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tom Brady retires we fan base is like oh, Russell Wilson uh, Eagles fans have been talking about Russell Wilson for years and years and years what do you see in your future and we know that there's been some some conversation some speculation so, what do you see in your future <laughs> well obviously I, I love being in Seattle it's such a special place I said this earlier you know it's it's always been the place that I've always dreamed of playing, you know, and everything else. So that's that's always been my vision. I, I take one day at a time and just give everything I have for that day. And that's 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 my plan. 
what's your relationship like with Pete now and your organization? Oh, Pete and I are closer than ever. You know, we've always been close. Um, I love Pete. He's an amazing coach, amazing person. Uh, you know, he's a guy who can lead great culture. So, um, yeah, we have, we have a great relationship. When, when guys are in a city for as long as you have been there, it, it's hard to equate you with anyone else or see you in a different uniform or see anything else like that. Is there anything about change that excites you? Uh, in terms of this situation, or just in general, in terms of this situation, and this, no, I, I'm focused. I'm focused on what I'm doing. I'm focused on what I'm doing. That's that's a bit be able to prepare to win uh, for, you know, for the CLC Hawks right now. When you look at this game coming up on Sunday, you got Matthew Stafford, who yeah. is, is hadn't tasted playoff success until this year. He gets to the L.A. Rams and, yeah. and you saw what he can do. You see a young gun in Joe Burrow. Right. Somebody who who can help carry that torch for the next generation of, of quarterbacks. Do you feel that maybe there's more pressure on Matthew because he was brought into a team that's trying to win right now? Um, I, I think I don't know. I mean, I think Matthew's overcome so much. I think he's he uh, feels a little bit freed up. You know, I don't know if it's pressure or more freed up. Yeah, I think for him, you know, he's able to play and, you know, play with a great coach and Sean McVay, an amazing mind uh, with great, great players around him. And I think he, he feels freed up to go do his thing. I don't know if that's pressure or not. I think he's been through a lot. You know, when you when you've when you've uh, lost somebody like I've lost my dad, you know, it's diabetes or you've you've had somebody that's gone through something like like his wife who's gone through something so tough, so yeah. possibly tragic. Um that football isn't pressure. It's an opportunity. It's a beautiful opportunity. Russell, I heard you on the Manning cast a couple of times, right? You did that this year and you, you were terrific breaking things down. I know you want to play. You told me when we spoke way back a couple months ago, we're going to play another 10 years. Uh, is broadcasting is something like that so, uh, an idea in your mind because you can do it so well? Yeah, I, I think I think about it, you know, for sure. I, I For me, I'm focused on, you know, winning right now. That's the only thing that matters. You know, that's, that's the only thing that matters. Other stuff will come with, mm-hmm. with that, too. Um, but I'm grateful, you know, I, 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 the fact that I can do this kind of stuff and get on and have an amazing time with Manicast. And I was just with Peyton and Eli just a second ago, uh, not too long ago, probably about an hour before this. And yeah, just, you know, I, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy being around greatness. I enjoy people who have brilliant minds like those guys. And, and we, we have a lot of fun while doing it. Well, Russell, man, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us and, uh, wish you a, a ton of luck and a lot of blessings. In your well, future. L- l- lunch is on me. I'll see I'll see you guys. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate I'll talk to you guys it, soon. All right. Appreciate you guys. Located 25 minutes from Center City, Philadelphia, Cairn University is a biblical university centered on Christ and His Word. In any one of our 70-plus on-campus or online programs, you will receive an explicitly biblical and intentionally Christian education that integrates your faith and work. Be taught and mentored by invested faculty. Participate in a dynamic campus life and grow in your faith as you prepare for what's next. Learn more about our undergrad and graduate programs at cairn.edu. That's C-A-I-R-N dot E-D-U. Sam Acho played nine seasons with the Cardinals, Bears, and Buccaneers. He's now an ESPN analyst, the vice president of the NFL Players Association, author of Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes. That was published in late 2020. Sam also does excellent work with International Justice Mission. Here's Sam. Sam, welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. Uh, appreciate having you here. And before we get into the real important stuff that you're doing, because it's something that I'm passionate about as well, 
Let me ask you about this football game, how you break down the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams. What do you see as the key to victory for the Bengals and the key to victory for the Rams? Yeah, well, I think the key to victory for the Bengals is their continued balance, right? They have uh, their running back, Joe Mixon, who nobody really talks about, was third in the NFL in touches, right? Total touches. He was also third in rushing yards. So uh, we all talk about Jamar Chase, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year, and Joe Burrow, who's uh, dominant player, uh, but we don't talk about the running game, right? So there's balance there with passing and running. There's also balance too with the other receivers that the Bengals have, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, uh, who can really, really play. But all three of those guys, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase were top 30 in the yeah. NFL in reception. And so anyways, I think that's a key for the Bengals. Key for the Rams, I think it's going to be Von Miller. Von Miller get, getting after the quarterback. He was huge in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, Super Bowl MVP. I think him again, uh, having a big game will be key. The way the Rams went all in, that's the perception, right? They went all in to win this Super Bowl. They get Matthew Stafford. They make all these moves, traded a lot of assets. Do you feel there's extra pressure on them to win now? No, I don't. Not at all. I think the fact that they got here uh, proves everything you need to prove. I think uh, Matthew Stafford had never won a playoff game before, and now he won a couple playoff games. Now he's in the Super Bowl. Um, You know, Odell Beckham Jr., things are coming together. And so I think I don't see pressure at all. The Rams are one of the youngest teams uh, in the NFL on average. And so I, I don't see pressure. When you look at your, your overall career and how you're now doing so much work in the media and so much other work, philanthropy, charitable, do you feel like the best, the best moments from your career is the platform that now you have? You know, you win games, you yeah. lose games. There's relationships that you build right yeah. along the way. There's people that you meet, but it allowed you to have a platform to where now you can really have your voice heard. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things about... Um, playing the NFL is that I get a chance to be a part of organizations like International Justice Mission, which you obviously know about really, really well. And so like one of the cool things for me when I was back in 2018, when I was still playing, I, I joined this thing called Team Freedom, right? So I got a chance to actually go uh, to the headquarters of IJM and, and, wow. and see the work that's being done and meet the heroes who are behind the scenes uh, making things happen. I went to the field, right? Every, for those who don't know, uh, IJM, International Justice Mission, is the largest anti-human trafficking organization in the world, right? There's 40 million people uh, who are trafficked, wow. right? And that's huge. Out of those 40 million, 2 million are children. And so you think about those numbers, it's like, man, what if there's something we could do uh, to, to help solve it? So that's one of the organizations I care a ton about. Uh, we actually have this new initiative now called Free to Play, mm-hmm. understanding that now our kids here are free to run around and play, but there are kids elsewhere who aren't. So um, let everybody know, go to IJM.org slash Super Bowl and, and, and join, join the cause. When I think about trafficking, man, uh, I have two little girls at home and I, I think about it is the worst evil that I, I can imagine to, to just to see the work that IJM has has done and how they've been able to inter- in an international space to go in there and educate and to really help and and show governments and officials how they can look out and, and be able to. Uh, really assist and try to end this issue or fight against it. I, I see that players are very willing to come on board, right? Because we all we can all agree that there's a lot of issues, Sam, right in this world that people can't see eye to eye on. This is one I think we can all be united about. Yeah, well, there are over 100 athletes that are involved in what we call Team Freedom. Guys like Albert Pujols, guys yeah. like Clayton Kershaw, uh, women like Allison Felix, right? One of the most decorated Olympians in history. Guys in the NFL, Ben Watson, Kirsten Watson is, is his wife as well. There's so many athletes, Trey Burton, list goes on and on, um, who care about this work. But the cool thing is the work works. Right. Like I went to Guatemala and I got a chance to see yeah. uh, there's so much violence against women and children. there. I got a chance to see and meet some of the uh, kids there, a young boy who uh, had been uh, abused. Uh, there was a soccer coach who said, hey, we're going to coach you. We want to teach you. And 
And he didn't realize that coach was actually an abuser, a predator. And so IJM comes in and they help catch the bad guys. They help change justice system. Just a couple of years ago, they partnered with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And, and the Gates Foundation said, hey, we're going to give you $5 million, give you five years. We want to see if you can go to the, the worst, the, the place that had the most sex trafficking, right? Go to the Philippines, a place called Cebu. And want to see if you can reduce the, the, the amount of trafficking by 20%. Well, IJM in that same five-year span reduced it by 80%. And that? so it actually works, right? And so, like, if you're, I don't care who you are, a pro athlete, if you're a a, 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 a a pastor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a politician, um, but if you're a mom or a yeah. dad, right? Like, you understand, like, two million, two million is a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you could just protect one, if you could just that's just insane. save one, if you could just save one, like, I think that's what matters. So often in in, in faith, we talk about like you know the gospel. And the gospel is important, right? Like. Making disciples is important, but like Matthew six thirty three, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Right, like you, like it's not just about sitting and saying, "Okay, I'm going to be okay." It's like you got to seek. The Bible talks about seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly with God. Micah six yeah. eight. And so it's like we have to seek out justice. You can't just sit idly by and say, "Well, my life's pretty good and yeah. I'll be okay." Like we actually have to use our platforms. That's why I'm so glad you're using your platform uh, uh, to to help bring awareness to issues like these. And you're realizing it's not just you. You're not saying like, well, it's just me. It's like, you're telling everybody join, yes. like join team freedom, join IGM. Yes. You started your own nonprofit yes. to help handle some of these issues, right? Yeah. You, you, you know, so like you're using your gifts to help people and we all have the ability to, um, to be a part of like major, major change. One cool thing I learned, there's a study done by the university of Dayton a couple of years ago that found when you give, like when you give money, uh, of your own choice, right? Not being forced, but of your own choice to a local charity, you actually feel happier, like statistically, so you true. feel happier, yeah. right? Like science has shown that. And uh, and it's really interesting that like sometimes we forget it actually is better to give than to receive. No doubt. No, no doubt. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of Bible verses that are very uh, powerful. I always think of Matthew 25, 40, Jesus talking about whatever you do for the least of my brothers and sisters, you're doing for me. I mean, th- these are these are children. These are people in need, in help who uh, have no other way out. Yeah. And, and, and they're hoping, they're praying, they're, they're crying out. And if we can just do anything in our power, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how we could turn a blind eye to that. I don't know how we can ignore it. I don't know how there isn't even more outrage when, when people just, we can go on social media, right? And we can argue about who's the best quarterback in the NFL. We can argue about all this stuff. This is the real stuff, man. Yeah. This is the real stuff. And I thank you for all the help that you're doing. Thank you. We're all learning. I think so many of us, like we beat ourselves up, but I'm learning, hey, be kind to yourself. Like I'm yeah. still learning about this, right? So sometimes it's just a first step, right? Maybe, okay, I'm gonna go to the website. I'm gonna yeah. go to ijm.org Superbowl. I'm going to donate some money or maybe I'm going to use my voice, my radio show. Maybe I'm going to use my social media platform. Maybe I don't have a big platform. Maybe I just have a couple of friends. I'm going to start researching and tell my friends about what's going on. Right. Like every little bit helps. Change starts with you. Sometimes people just don't know what the next step is. Bingo. You know, and, and here we are. We're telling them. Well, Sam Acho, thank you, man, so much for all your work, for all you're doing. And uh, I wish you a ton of blessings. Thanks, Rob. That's it for another Super Bowl 56 special episode of the AP Pro Football Podcast. Thank you to Russell Wilson, Sam Acho, Derek Henry, and TJ Watt. Thank you to Kelly and Tori for their incredible work. And thank you for listening. Please be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. Also, check out my colleague Ralph Russo and his AP Top 25 college football podcast. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the commercials. Enjoy the food. And I'll catch you next time. I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Thank you.